Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Game. And if this is your first time tuning in, you already know who it is and what it is. It's your boy, Nephew Q, a.k.a. Cowboy Q, for those who are on their Yellowstone kick. And I got my dude in the build, my left, y'all right, if y'all watching via Facebook Live, I got LeBron James, biggest fan, the president of the LeBron James fan club. I got Ralph C. in the building. Go, go, go introduce yourself, my guy, Ralph. This guy, here he goes again, another week. Same old foolishness. <laughs> old foolishness. What's up, world? Let's get to it. I'm just saying, yo, yo, Kings, though. Come on now. Yo, Kings, though. Let's, let's talk about they it. They having a great season. Let's talk about you it. You know who they remind me of? Don't do it. Okay, my bad. He's disrespectful. I was Don't just going to say, you, you, oh, oh, you remember those uh, Atlanta Hawks team with Al Horford, uh, Joe Johnson, Marcus, uh, Marcus Teague, and all of them? Yeah. They was great through the regular season. Right. And, and folded in the playoffs. That's what you mean. Hey, Joe Johnson, who stole all the money. Joe Johnson, yeah, the one who was robbing the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, that that Joe Johnson Joe. right there. All I can say is we young, and we 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 ain't been there in a while, so we'll see what happens. Hey, man, man, that seems to be the excuse for all UK I, fans. Go ahead, no, though. for real though, De'Aaron Fox, man. Yes, sir. He Talk needs about to be it. all NBA. Talk about Who's that? De'Aaron Fox. Yes, I don't see. know if it's gonna be first team, but Talk about second it, or third, he's all NBA. Was he play he's forward, center? <laughs> is he on the coaching staff? What's he do? Here we go. What's he? What's he do? I ain't never heard the guest today. Don't be disrespectful. You right. So, anyways, we got to get a special guest in the building. This dude coached at Henry Clay High School. He used to get buckets back in the day. He has a lot of sports knowledge and wisdom. I just hate the fact that he's a Texas Longhorn fan. Hook him horns. Are you really? Yeah, he's a Texas Longhorn fan. But the great thing is, he's a Los Angeles Lakers fan, so you already know what that means. Brian Gang. But anyways, I (laughs) Don't forget 49 again. I'm not saying. I'm not getting ready to say. I almost said it. I almost said 49 a bank. But anyways, we got Ozan Mitchell in the building. Oh, going to introduce yourself real quick Yo, what's up, people? What's happening? Glad to be here, man. Thank y'all for the invite. Yes, sir. I, you reached out to me it was about a month ago. You was like, man, when am I getting on the show? Man. Boom, here we are. Here we yeah, are, man. But anyways, let's talk a little uh, high school Sweet 16 action as, you know, we were down there covering the game, so we're going to get into that. Um, shout out to Warren Central who won the state championship. You shout out to them against a hard-fought matchup against GRC. It was a rematch of last year's state championship game, hard-fought game to the end. Jerome Morton did all he could do. Sam Parrish did all he could do. But it just wasn't enough for Warren Central. So, oh, I'm going to throw it over to you first, man, until Daniel get in the building. Mm-hmm. What team – I know Warren Central won it all. So, outside of them, what other teams impressed you down at Rupp? It definitely has to be the three area school teams, okay. Frederick Douglass, uh, Clark County, and Wolford County. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, those two young bulls that that uh, Frederick Douglass has, Avion Chenault and uh, Armello Boone. That, that Avion Chenault, boy. He's different, ain't he? Boy, his man, jump, he's boy. He's jumping out of the gym, his, ain't he? His jump, boy. boy. Yeah, he is something different. And <laughs> those young cats that uh, Wolford County have, man, yeah, bro. they – I think they're only losing – or they're losing two players, but majority of them are coming back next mm-hmm. year, man. So, they're going to be a sight, man. I, I could easily see them and Frederick Douglass playing for the championship next year. As, as long as they don't try to try. put us in, <laughs> on, on the same <laughs> side. Yeah, as long as they don't yeah. try to put us on the same side, now I could yeah. definitely get with that as well. What about players, man? Did any players stand out to you? Or players stand out to you? Uh, of course, Jerome Morton, who I feel like, is the best basketball player in the, in the state. state. Agreed. No, no, no disrespect to uh, whatever that boy's name. Uh, Reed, Shepherd. Reed Shepherd. Yeah. But to me, I've seen Jerome grow from last summer. 
and because he played in the dirt bowl, he played against grown men, and yeah. he was giving grown men buckets last yes, year. Mm-hmm. So from what he did up until this past Saturday, man, I was very impressed. And that dunk that he had on Avion oh, Chanel, yeah. yeah, he caught a body, caught a body. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he talked about uh, it in the in the yeah, press conference part, too. They said they was playing with my hops. <laughs> <laughs> so he so he had to show him something. Uh also uh, Sam Parrish, he put on a show yeah. for Clark County. Mm-hmm. Uh, could have easily if, if GRC would have won, he could have easily been the, the most MVP. valuable player. Yes, yeah. most definitely. Uh those three kids from uh Warren Central, the Chappelle kid, uh the uh, unsealed kid yeah, yeah, and that and that the other guard I can't think of his name right off the top of my head. Oh, I know you. I know who you're talking about. Um, yeah, because he he was getting buckets in the state championship game yes. too. Uh, but for me, why why you looked that up? For me, I was actually blown away by by Warren Central's depth. Like they just they just came at you in waves, right? Mm-hmm. And the one thing I did notice about these teams, the final four teams, I'll, I'll just stick with the final four teams, which was GRC, Frederick Douglass, Warren Central, and Wilford County, right? The three teams, Wilford County, Frederick Douglass, and GRC, I just didn't see them using their bench a lot. Like I know you got to shorten your rotation a little bit, but it seemed like they was only going with five, maybe six. Six deep, yeah. And I and that's, that surprises me as well with some of the talent that they do have on the bench. Yeah. And they cut it so short, uh, especially with Wilford County. Uh, you know, you had the big kid coming off the bench, the one who's been hurt all year, mm-hmm. and then you had uh, Jenkins on the bench, who's who's I've heard is is a great shooter. You got to put them in a the rotation. You got to give some of those guys a rest. You got to give uh, Jasper Johnson. Jasper, you got to give him a rest. Uh, Santonio St- Wade. You got you got to rest these kids, man, because now you're playing on a bigger court instead of uh, high school court is smaller than. A college quarter, right? We both, we all know that, right? And then you're trying to press, you're trying to, you know, what I'm saying trap and stuff like that. So you have to, you have to use that rotation, man, to get those guys in. You know, what I'm saying. Do you think that might have been might have cost GRC and Frederick Douglass? Well, minus the Frederick Douglass rumors, do you think the lack of using your depth might have caused these two teams? I think, me personally, I think what caused GRC is they played that second game and they played against Frederick Douglass. I want to talk and about that took, too. I want to talk about that too. And it took a lot of their legs away from them. We asked the coach, you know what I'm saying, during the interview process, did that take away some of their legs, you know what I'm saying, because he pressed in the second half, but he didn't press in the first half. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I was trying to save the legs as much as I possibly could. So I think playing that second game is always a disadvantage. And I think Warren Central played that second game last year in the championship game and ended up losing to Clark County. So is it coincidence? Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. What, what do you think about that? Because I've seen a lot of people on Twitter saying, why, do, why does Kentucky have their semifinal and final on the same day? That's tough, man. Yeah, they just, rec- they just recently turned back to that because I know they were playing on Sundays for like seven or eight years. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if it has anything to do with the church situation or the the people trying to find parking downtown and, and those scenarios. Yeah, okay, okay. So I'm sure – that might have been a, one of the problems on why they switched it back. Maybe the revenue problem because it <coughs> got the cost of renting out Rupp Arena. Mm-hmm. So if you just do it that one day, you have the whole day, and you don't have to bring people back <coughs> on that Sunday. So, but, so my my question is, why wouldn't they just do a 
Tuesday through Saturday instead of Wednesday through saying. through Saturday. So therefore, you can still end it on that Saturday. And you ain't got to worry about the, like the church services and all of that type of stuff. And then you still have to look at the demographics or the geographic things about kids getting out of school, well, that's, people that's trying true. to come in. And yeah, that's you, true. You still trying to you still trying. It's a revenue. You you still trying to build revenue, and it's about money. At the end of the day, it's all about money. That's true. They said like this is. The most attendance has been there in 15 years. They had 99,000. Yeah, I seen that. Yeah, yeah, over 99,000 people show up. I, so, I bet 70,000 was Wood, Woodford County. <laughs> Woodford, yeah. I bet 70,000 yeah, was out, Woodford County. Yeah, about the whole town up. So good, you, you have to look at the revenue aspect of it too. You know what I'm saying? Now you got to pay people. Mm. So that's true. Yeah. So so we got we got Big Brew in the building who just hopped in. Uh, we talking a little Sweet Sixteen high school action real quick before we get Shelvin on the line. What's your thoughts, views, and opinions on high school? We was talking about what outside of Warren Central because they won it all, obviously. Mm-hmm. What other team impressed you during the high school Sweet Sixteen? Uh, I like GRC, but I'm gonna go with some teams that people aren't familiar with, like Lyon County. Mm-hmm. They play good. They kind of gave the blueprint on how to beat Warren Central. Uh, I know Jerron, he runs a six-man rotation. He don't like to play more than six guys. We were just so, talking about that. So, I mean, I think I understand you can't really knock them because it got them this far. But sometimes when you get in that situation, you got to roll the dice a little bit. Uh, from uh, Speaking on Alliance, Alliance, Lyon County team, we know we know all about the leading school. Tra- Travis okay. Travis 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 Travis. Travis. Yeah. Is that the guy that? Yeah, yeah. But that kid's shoulders that runs with him. Uh, he's he's a nice sized kid. He, he yeah can go too. yeah. yeah. I, um, in the, in the hospitality room, mm-hmm. uh, I was down there getting something to eat, and I ran into to truck, and truck had shoulders and mm-hmm. um, the other kid Reddick Reddick yeah. Reddick, and they he was like, man, come come interview with me real quick. So I came over there. And you know, Reddick was a little bit. I'm looking at shoulders. I'm like, hold on, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like I was looking up at bro yeah. a little shoulders, bit. I, shoulders look like he could be a D1 tight end. I was like, hold yeah, on, bro. Who's this kid right here? But yeah. but I told Reddick, I was like, man, throughout this tournament, I heard your name called so much during the t- tournament. It's like every time I turn around, it was Reddick for two, Reddick for three. <laughs> I was like, he was getting buckets. But I was looking at the shoulders, kid. I was like, bro, who's daddy are you, dog? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like for real, is he that big? Like he was like, I'm looking up at buddy, dog. It was crazy because like. When you watching from the media press, yeah. you can kind of tell these kids some of these kids are tall. But when yeah. you get actually get in the press room for the interviews, you like, right? And I also want to give a shout out to Ashlyn Blazer because they surprised a lot of people. Yeah. Nobody expected them to even win a game. Uh, you know, my guy raced the board, man. He won all conference. That's, uh, that's your boy. That's your boy. Hey, hey, he's nice. That's your boy. I, I talked to one of my partners from Louisville, and he was like, man. That, my voice fast, ain't he? I said, man, I found out he, <laughs> he was, was mixed. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was out there, man, he was out there, uh, uh, Ralph giving dudes the business. I That's mean, what's up, man? He, he made he, one dude from Warren Central Fall. Fall. Yeah. It, really? it was, uh, was it Jerome? Or was that in the championship game where Jerome fell? Because I, I remember somebody made Jerome fail. That must have been eight. first round. Must have been the first round. It was round. in the eight. In yeah. the round of eight. I didn't, I didn't, okay, I didn't okay, catch, okay. Because uh, I know Jerome in that championship game or the final four game, somebody caught him and he uh-huh. fell at the free throw line. I don't know if y'all remember that. I think it might have been Avion who got him. It, was it? Because I, I, I know somebody yeah, cost him, him up yeah. and, he, and he fell. So I, I do remember that. No, part. it was it was Melo who crossed him up and then shot the jumper, but shot, shot the ball. Yeah, yeah, okay. It was, it was mellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so they were, they was done there getting buckets. <laughs> what, what about players outside of your favorite high school player now? <laughs> well, who, who, who else impressed you down there? Uh, of course, I like Unsell for Warren Central. I like Parrish for uh, GRC. Uh, the Shepherd kid, he got range. 
he didn't really show me too much, but hey, he's going to UK, so I'm I can oh, see that. Yeah. <laughs> let's, uh, uh, let's see, I'm trying to think. Well, I mean, Morton, I'm, Morton, Morton he's yeah. good. Hey, me personally, man, I, I like Chappelle, the kid Chappelle. from Morris, the, the, 21. 21. 21 I, too, yeah, because yeah, he, like I said, and you know what I'm saying, we talked to him in the press conference, man, like in the fourth quarter of that game, man, when they needed a bucket. He, he got him go, a bucket. Yeah, he got a bucket. He wouldn't get him a bucket. Yeah, and that was constantly throughout, you know what I'm saying, the yeah. tournament. I just like Unsell because he was consistent throughout the tournament. Plus, he can do – he can play down low. Mm-hmm. He got range. Yeah. He can dribble a little bit. He's a little athletic. Yeah. So Y'all see any, see any D1 prospects out there besides Shoulders, Morton, I swear, Shepard? I swear if Sam was 6'3". If, if Sam was 6'3", six, three, three. GRC be celebrating back-to-back chips. Yeah. yeah. If Sam was 6'3", man, he, he would he – would, He's just a little short, yeah. Yeah. Man. Well, of course we see – Chenault and Boone, they're definitely going to be D one, right? Uh, Jasper is going to be D one, uh, obvi- yeah, yeah, clear. obviously. Um, Making sure of that. What, what about yeah. what about Wade kid from Wolford? Do y'all see D one? Santini, I like Santini's game. He's the guy. He can go get him a bucket, but he's just he's sound. He's not going to be too tall, small. Though. Yeah. He might get to six foot, maybe. maybe. Yeah, uh, you know his jeans don't. Yeah, uh, ain't there. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. Like Chris yeah. for. Uh, for Douglas, <laughs> yeah, he—he's. I remember him when he was little. They used to have to tell him, his daddy, he can't play the whole game because it's unfair to the refs. Like he would outscore teams by himself. He was talking, the Frederick Douglas but kid. But he's just not gonna get tall. Yeah, his daddy's his, like his, five five. Yeah, his but he—he was tall. tenacious with the little time that he played. He was scoring he, stuff. Yeah, he—he—he's—he's yeah. a, he's a heck of a defender. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But like we said. The jeans just don't run. He ain't Q, Q ain't his daddy. You know what I'm saying? He ain't gonna be well, six I mean, two. I don't, yeah. I'm just waiting for somebody to be like, "Hold on, Q, you be- nah, nah, let's not, let's not get that started." But anyways, we're gonna take a quick commercial break here on Beyond the Game on WLXU 93.9 FM. When we come back, we'll talk to Shelvin Mack, get into some NCAA action because. There's only one person in the room who got a team still playing right now. <laughs> I really don't want to talk about it at all. But anyways, we're great coming back after this quick commercial break. Welcome back to Beyond the Game on WLXU 93.9 FM. We getting ready to talk a little bit of NCAA tournament action. My Tar Heels never even got invited to the dance. Nope. Bru- Man, what? 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 <laughs> you heard me. Bruised Blue Devils took an L this weekend. Whatever team you yeah, like. you know. <laughs> UK lost, unfortunately. Ain't no unfortunately. We used to seeing that now. You're right. We, we used You're to right. seeing them. Because we, we won the first round game. We won in seven. About time. <laughs> About time. <laughs> We've been waiting on that. But anyways, we got Ozons, Hook'em Horns. Texas is still in this thing until this weekend when they get beat. But anyways, oh, let's talk about first round upset and surprises. Brew, what was the biggest surprise for you or the biggest upset over the weekend for you? Virginia wasn't really a surprise, so I'm going to go with Purdue. Purdue, you never believe in them, but I at least expected them to win at least a game or two. It's definitely a game. <laughs> Kansas was kind of surprising, too, but they was kind of shaky all year. They Arkansas going, is a decent team, though. Yeah, they can long and rangy, and if yeah. they're hitting shots, it's hard to beat them. So I would, solid, I would probably go with Purdue for sure. That's definitely the biggest one. Mm. Oh, who you got, man? Who, who was your biggest – uh, surprise, you know, upset uh, over the weekend. Arizona, at Princeton, Arizona game, man. Prince, Princeton knocking off Arizona. I, I didn't see that one coming. And they got beat by kids with perfect SAT, SAT school. Yeah, that back door. They still balling too. <laughs> yeah, at, at, nothing wrong with that back door. But 
Purdue. That's I, what she I'm said. But <laughs> 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 Purdue, I've never been. I've never. When you have somebody that big who dominates, they never, they never win. No. I, I, I had That's them. Going, basketball. Yeah, I had them going out in the Sweet Sixteen. I had oh, them so moving. you didn't have them going far anyway. Exactly. Okay. So it has to be that Arizona. That, that was the biggest shocker to me. Uh, before we get into Raph's upset o- over the weekend, we have NBA veteran, Lexington legend, Brian Station defender alum, CBS college basketball oh, analyst. Man. On the phone right now, we got Shelvin Mack in the building. Mack, what's going on with you, big dog? Uh, not much, man. How y'all guys doing? Oh, man, up, we, we, just, we just down up, here man. living. So we got Shelvin Mack on the phone for a couple of minutes. We just want to talk to him about his, his Butler Bulldogs making back-to-back championship game runs, who he got going to the Final Four, and what's next for Shelvin Mack. So, Shelvin, let me ask my question to you, my guy. Who you got making it to the Final Four? Right now, I'm about to go with I got Alabama. Uh, no, I love Brandon Miller. I'm going with a lot of guard plays. So I got Alabama, Brandon Miller. I think the best player in the country. I got Miami coming out the Midwest bracket because they guard play. They went to the Elite Eight last year. Isaiah Wong, this dude, he's, he's a beast. He's been putting in work. The ACC Player of the Year. Uh, then we getting a, I got UConn. And they're going back to Houston. They beat us in championship last time in Houston. So I, I think they're going to get it done. And then uh, I believe Tennessee. You know, they, I think they got the easiest path. Tennessee or, or Kansas State, one of those teams. But the way Tennessee plays defense, I can see them getting it. But also the way they play offense, I can see them not making it. Okay. So we got Ozon Mitchell in the building right now. He wants to ask you a couple of questions real quick. Oh, go ahead. Floor is yours, man. Hey, Shell. What's up, man? You doing all right? I'm doing great, man. How you doing? I'm good. Hey, I want to ask you a question about your Butler days, man. Uh, which one Which one of the Final Fours do you appreciate more? The one to where no one saw y'all coming or the one to where y'all kind of had a target on your back? Tell me a little bit about both of those teams. All right, so the, the first team when we went to the Final Four it was actually really good. I think it was on like a 25-game win streak. Uh, we also had Gordon Hayward. Uh, same thing, kind of like what Houston got going on, going back playing in Indianapolis for the Final Four championship game. So that was that was real special. You know, we was together for two years. And a lot of people don't realize our, my freshman year, after my freshman year, no one left. So we basically had the same team for two years. Me and Gordon went to USA Basketball. And we was able to see, you know, the the big conferences. You know, when we go to a mid-major, especially in Horizon League, nobody want to play us because you know if they win, they're supposed to win. If they lose, it looks bad. And we never got a chance to see what the competition looked like. So uh, that was special. And then the second year, Gordon left and went to the NBA. And, uh, you know, we was kind of struggling throughout the season. Uh, a lot of ups and downs, but we was able to figure it out. So I think that was like a bigger, uh, a, a more complete, better team for me, this with my experience. And we also won every game going to the Final Four championship by like the buzzer besides VCU. Um, uh, yeah, besides VCU, you know, we beat Old Dominion. Uh, on the last second shot, also beat Pittsburgh with my foul stuff on the last second, on the last second uh, free throw. Then Florida, the same thing, and in Wisconsin. So it was a it was a more difficult task, and uh, you know, I enjoyed it a lot more when you come down to those late possessions, and you know you want to win. 
Hey, what's going on, Shell? This is Brew, a.k.a. Daniel, your high school. Uh, well, I didn't get to play with you, but uh, <laughs> you know who it is. Man, yeah. uh, I was at those games. So I was there when you played Michigan State, and I was there when you played Duke. But uh, the first run uh, was at 2010. You had some cramp issues. How was y'all able to overcome that? And also, what were they saying? Like, what were they? What was they? What were they saying in the huddle to kind of overcome you not being able to be in the game? And also, what ended up being the issue with those cramps? So I had issue with cramps throughout the season, uh, just doing different stuff. Uh, just training wise, uh, you know, some of it's hell. I mean, some of it was eating. You know, as you get older, be a pro, you learn how to eat better, take care of your body. So that was the issue. But at the final four. I actually got food poisoning the night before uh, at Weber Grill in downtown Indianapolis. You know, we all went out as a team, team male, go over game plan. I had food poisoning, so I was just throwing up all night. So I just think I didn't have enough, like, fluids in my body, you know, for that game. And then also having 80,000 people there, you know, it's an experience you'll, I'll never forget. Because uh, I played in the NBA, played overseas, played everywhere, but you never get 80,000 people at one time watching you play basketball. So that, that was special. Um, but... Teammates, you know, kept the head, head high. You know, like I said, we were together for two years. Uh, you know, some people are hurt. So you got that chemistry. You're able to know how to play when someone's injured, someone's not shooting well, and just figure it out. That's what made it such a, a great team. It wasn't just all about me. We had other guys that could step up. What's up, Shelvin? This is Ralph, man. Just a really quick question. In those two-year run that you guys had, who would you say would be the toughest matchup that you guys probably had, the toughest team to kind of overcome? The toughest matchup? Uh... Now, keep, keep in mind, Shell, when we when we talked over the summertime, you told me you gave Steph Curry buckets, so I'm going to just put that out there. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, now, Steph, as a man, uh, Duke. Our toughest, and I don't. Uh, all of them was pretty tough. Like we, we got so lucky majority of the time. I don't think people realize. Like when I tell you, we won a lot of games in the last forty-five seconds just by out executing people. But it's also our style of play. Like we never blew teams out, and we never got blew out. So we always had a chance to win. I would say the the Kansas State team was pretty good. They had Jacob Pullen, Frank Martin was the coach out there. Uh, we played them in the Elite Eight. I forgot the the point guard they had as well. But they were, they were, they were, they were tough. Hey, Shelby, this is O again. Uh, would you say one of your biggest high school disappointments is not making it to the high school Sweet 16 just because the Sweet 16 just ended here? And how do you, how do you feel about that? Uh, I would say a disappointment. Uh, it is what it is. I, I got to learn that as many basketball games I played, especially, you know, uh, playing in Kentucky. You know, Kentucky is a special place to play high school basketball. Uh, I, I think they switched the regions and stuff up. I think we would have made it if they did that. Uh, but Kentucky's different. It's only one state champion. You know, I talked to another former teammate and stuff. You know, like they say they state champions, but I mean, you in California, you got a state champion. Like, who's really good? That's the one beautiful thing about Kentucky high school basketball. So that, but then also, you know, when we was at Brown State, we was able to train, change the culture. The way people view Brian Station, you know, um, going from when Coach Lickin started it off and then finishing my senior year 30-3 and three on the national radar, I think that was something special. You know, I had, I had Brad Stevens and Brian Station's in. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Shell, this is Brew again. Let me ask you, what do you think about high school basketball still not having a shot clock? Do you think they should propose and implement it? 
I definitely should have a shot clock, you know, here in Georgia where I'm based at. It's a shot clock. But, um, you know, you just want to develop. You know, it's just, you know, each each year you want to get better. It's very unfortunate that Kentucky hasn't adopted. It's just not – I don't think it's setting the kids up in the future when you plan a certain way and automatically in five months when you get to college, you got to switch your whole style of play up because it's a shot clock. You got to make quicker decisions. And I think it's just kind of putting us a step behind um, I know back when back when we played, we didn't have shot clock. We we run, we get up ten, we gonna run four corners for four minutes, and that's just not. You know, you win the game, but you also not developing as a player, which is ultimately the the, the goal. Hey, Shell, this is Q. Let the people know where they what you got going on next. I know you was doing podcasting for a little bit, but now we can see you on CBS. Let everybody know what you got going on right now, Shell. Uh, so right now I'm working at CBS. Uh, it's my second year doing it, CBS Sports Network. Uh, it's a college channel, all the games. Got a few podcasts. I chime in here and that. Also uh, doing some NBA front office stuff with a, with a team. I can't say the team. But uh, that that's what I've been doing. Still staying connected to the game just from a different side. And, uh, you know, just taking it one day at a time and just enjoying life right now. Hey man, I know you said you couldn't say a team, uh, but it, could it happen to be at, at purple and gold? No, 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 no. I'm not working with the purple and gold. Uh, I had an opportunity. Uh, opportunity. Uh, I know Coach Han really well. Uh, you know, when he got the job this year, but I was like, man, I, I can't, I can't move out to LA, man. It costs too much. <laughs> so, uh, o, I was gonna ask you about the purple and gold. I'm gonna just ask you this. Name a player on the team that you're talking about. I'll give you all this. It's a, it's a team that, that, that did some trades at the deadline. Okay, some te- a team that did some trades at the de- deadline. All right, Brew got one last question for you before we get you out of here, man. Oh, okay, never mind, never mind. Uh, well, Shelvin, we appreciate you for calling in, taking your time out your day. I know you're a busy guy. We appreciate you for giving us a little bit of it, letting us know your thoughts on the NCAA tournament, letting us know how it was for you guys and the Butler Bulldogs. So, Shell, hope to hear from you soon. Again, appreciate you for calling in, man. Yeah, no, no problem. Uh, I know y'all mad Big Blue Nation in there, so hopefully y'all still turn the TV on and watch it. Uh, I'm the only person who's yeah, mad about Ralph is, the, Ralph is the only I'm UK the only fan one. in here. I'm a, I'm a Carolina fan, Bruiser Duke fan, Ozon's a Texas fan. Yeah, so, yeah. so Ralph is the only one that's really kind of hurt right now. I was, we didn't even go. So, <laughs> uh, no, no, the blue, the blue blood is flowing up with all the, with all the transfer portal, keeping everybody together. Hey, there it is. Well, that was Shelvin Mack tuning in. Appreciate you, man. Yep, no, no problem. All right, yes, sir. Have a good. One. All right, Shelvin, man. So, for those who are tuning in, that was NBA legend, uh, I mean NBA legend, high school legend, Lexington <laughs> legend, Shelvin Mack, who is on CBS Sports. We're going to take a quick commercial break here on Beyond the Game on WLXU 93.9 FM. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about Ralph's Lakers and what they're going to do with LeBron James to end the season. <laughs> Welcome back to Beyond the Game on WLXU 93.9 FM. We're talking a little NCAA action. That was Shelvin Mack who just called in to let us know his thoughts, views, and opinions on this year's NCAA tournament. But before he called in, we were talking about surprise upsets over the weekend. But before we get into that, we had someone called into the uh, call into the show. Caller, what's your name? My name is Payne, man. I'm in pain right now, bro. You in what? 
I'm in pain, dog. It's Miguel, dog. Oh, he's in pain right now. <laughs> <laughs> he's a UK fan in pain. So, so Miguel, give me your thoughts, views, and opinions on UK's run in the tournament, and what's next for UK as a fan? So let me let me just say this, bro. For me, the Sheboy project, it was okay, but it kind of failed. You know, they really pushed him to do things that he wasn't built to do. You know, when he got in that, he got in that paint and they passed that ball to him, he was a fish out of water. You know what I mean? I just don't understand why he didn't see that trap coming and just have his eye on where to throw it to instantly. He was always just a fish out of water. And i say another thing. It just seemed like he needed to watch Shaq or David Robinson or more big men more because he didn't have that attitude of big men that people like us grew up watching and, you know, implementing our game after. He didn't have that. You feel me? So it kind of showed. And then I just don't understand our coach's approach to when we got close games at the end. It's just almost a given that we're not going to pull it out. You know, we don't make adjustments. And in the future, I mean, he's on the hot seat. Cal's on the hot seat, bro. He's got to do something to show that he can come out of these situations where it's real sticky and make a strategy to get our dudes a W. All right, so so what's next for BBN? Since you said Cal's on the hot seat, what, what's what's next for BBN? I know y'all got the, the huge class coming in and all of that. <laughs> What'd you say, Ralph? You don't want to hear it? No, I said one more year. Oh, one more year. Okay, so what, what's next with BBN? Man, it's going to be a lot of in-house fighting. That's what it's going to be. You know what I mean? We're going to have all these people that are trying to tell us that who we going to pick, who can who can replace Cal. Man, Jerome can replace Cal right now. What are you talking about? You know what I mean? It's just one of them things, dog, that we got to understand who we are. Like, I was listening to the radio show after the game, and just the whole tradition of UK is gone. We got people that expected the tournament. I'm in pain. I hate that. I mean, it hurts. Oh, it hurts. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I got a question for you. Go ahead, O. Miguel, since yes, sir. Cal is on the hot seat, who do you replace him with? Because there's no, there's no coach out there that I think can handle the pressure that Cal has to take here at UK. So I was listening to 630 this morning. And you know what they said? They said they believe, even though he just got hired, they believe that BBN will welcome back Rick, Rick Patino. Oh, the dream. Oh, the dream. Oh, man. Me, <laughs> hey, me and you are on the same page. Oh, I would no, love to bring go. Ricky P back. Why? I would. Oh, Rick, Ricky P was our coach K. Ricky P is Ricky 97 P, years old, If Ricky bro. P chose not to go to the NBA and take that job in Boston, he would be our coach K. Hands down, we would have way more championships here in U- at Kentucky than what we have now. So y'all upset because he left. That's what, that's what Highly. it sounds, that's what it sounds Highly. like. Highly, this is, goes back to 96. Bro, you hear this blasphemy about he would be Coach K? I'm going to let you address that. I, Coach K ain't my coach. I'm, I'm going to let you address that real quick. That's how I feel. First things first, everybody knows I'm not a UK fan, but I do like Rick Pitino. It's something about Rick Pitino. I don't know if it's just his little mob style or what, but when he went to Louisville, I, if, I mean, of course, I'm never going to pick Louisville over right. Duke. But I would definitely pick them over Come UK. On, he wouldn't have been Coach K. We're going to stop that. But <laughs> he would have definitely got UK probably another ship or two. And, I mean, if you think he left in, what, 97? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, he would have probably had two more. Well, they, who Because they, they went with their – yeah, they went three in a row. Three, yeah, they yeah, won. Yeah, three three Mike Bibby, then they won. No, yeah, like, so, yeah, yeah he would have had two more. Chris was going to be the, the kryptonite. Is if Kenny Payne – 
starts busting us up. Am I wrong? Tino, if Kenny Payne starts busting seven. us up, yeah. it's going to be <laughs> bye-bye, Calipari, for real. <laughs> hey, Miguel, we, we appreciate you for tuning in, and we appreciate the support. We appreciate you calling in every week to let you, let us know you in pain. But, hey, man, your pain ain't like my pain. At least I was there. We didn't even, even pull up. We ain't had no gas. We couldn't even get there. Y'all got Stackhouse on the horizon, though. Hey. We, we, we got a lot going on. <laughs> we got a lot you not going sure on. about Stackhouse? No, I'm, I'm sure about Stackhouse. I'm not sure about the guy we got. <laughs> That's the problem. I told you that from the beginning, though. I, wouldn't, I didn't hire him. I didn't hire the guy. He I was, was like, he was not it. I was like, man, let, let's. Well, you got to you got to endure a little buddy down there for at least three more years. I know. Championship game bought him three extra y'all. years. Oh, I'm pre- out of here though. Love y'all, man. Keep it going, man. I, I rock with y'all. I appreciate it, Goo. You know it. But uh, I, I for. It's Hubert Davis guy, which which Chris Jones calls him blank man. <laughs> <laughs> he calls him he calls him Coach Blank Man. <laughs> but I really wasn't too keen on the hire to begin with. But I was like, let's see what we gonna do. Last season we struggled. We happened to get hot, won five games in a row when it counted the most, lost the most important one. Then I was like, okay, we got something to build on. And then this this year, I don't know what happened. Players is fighting over girls. Hubert, so petty, Hubert Davis, I feel like he lost control of his team. I feel like they Absolutely. wasn't listening to him no Absolutely. more. They started to tune him out. Absolutely. And I'm like, man, we got at least two or three more years of this. And because of what you said, one, he made it to the championship game, so he bought himself a couple more years. Two, he, we have to see what kind of recruits he brings in and what kind of system he's going to run with his guys because most of these guys are Roy's leftovers. So we got to see what he can do with his guys. So I'm going to be like this for the next man, five years, bro, and I don't like it. I know, I know, I, recruit, like I know. Recruiting classes aren't as big as it was five years ago because of transfer portal. But what does he? What did he recruit, and what does he have coming in? That's what I was going to ask. No, that nothing, nothing. This class coming in, the class after that, I think we're right now. It's a top five recruiting class coming in, not this year, but the year after that. We had the I know we had the, <laughs> I know we had we had the the, uh, the GG Jackson kid. We had him sold up. Yeah. And then the, but, the the North Carolina fan base got involved, started being nosy, meddling around, and then he switched his his pick to North Carolina State, mm-hmm. and then you know he started giving buckets for them. He was what the number one, number two ranked player. He's yeah, a top five player top in the five. nation mm-hmm. coming out of high school, and we had him locked up. And then the fan base got nosy, and then he left us for North Carolina State. Which, wow, yeah. I feel like if we had Stackhouse, that wasn't gonna happen. Sucks but that's just me. It, it does. It, it does suck for us, and I can't say nothing for the next two, three years. But like, nobody so, feels bad for Q right there. Man, I hate y'all. <laughs> Baycott is coming back for his seventeenth year of college. Yeah, he's on it. He's so, on a college uh, contract right really? now. Really? He's still got. A, he's year? trying to be like. Yeah, he's coming. Yeah, he's, he's, he's got extra year. He's got extra year. Oh, he's coming back. How like old is he? Forty. Uh, I, I think we went to high school together. So. Been around for a while. But so, who else do you think is going to leave for y'all? Well, we've had a couple. We had. We just had Puff Johnson who left, which I've seen. People be on defense about him, about, you know, shitty stash, shitty go. But my whole thing is we need as much depth as possible. So regardless of the lack of production that he gave us, 
we still need that body, and it's an experienced body at that because he's going to get major minutes for us. So that kind of hurt us. Now we're going to the transfer report on y'all know transfer report is hit and miss. Sure. 50-50. You might get a guy who can do something for your system. You might get a guy who does absolutely nothing for your system. So right now, man, Bucks suck. Carolina suck. Lakers is nine games out of, you know, last place in the ah, West. It just is what it is right now. Love man. it. Don't, don't clap your hands, bro. Love don't, it. Don't clap your hands, bro. I'll clap your hands for a minute. So as growth grew, I'm growing up. It grows, bro. But anyways, we got another caller on the line right now. Caller, what's your name? You there, caller? What's your name? Hey man, it's your boy Don. Man, what's up with him? It's Don J, my fellow North Carolina alum. Back me up on this, man. But before we get into the Tar Heel and all that type of talk. Tell me, what was your biggest surprise upset over the weekend and who you got in your Final Four? Uh, I want to say it was Arizona. And my uh, Final Four match is the same as Shell. All right. So, tell, go ahead, man. Get it get it off your chest, bro. Tell us about this North Carolina mess we got going on because I'm, I'm about tired of talking about these boys. Hey, man, they ain't living up to the pedigree. Uh, everybody can't come and play at a program like that. We've seen it at other Blue Blood programs. They come in, can't crack the start, don't get as many minutes as they want to. With the transfer portal, it allows them to be free. Back up off Coach Hugh. Hugh has done a great job as far as recruiting. Nope. He's playing with leftover players. He's done a great job of recruiting. Yeah. The fine great. See, I'm not great, dude. See, then you're going to have us like UK fighting, UK fans fighting each other. They try, nah, I'm not going to. You, you know what, Donovan? You're right. I'm going to disagree with you, bro, for the sake of the argument. You're right. Go ahead. All right. Each year, he has had a five star to commit. Right now, we got one on the roster. His name's Jalen Washington. He had two ACL tears back to back. He's going into a sophomore year. Last year, he had GG sold up. He wanted to reclassify. He ended up in South Carolina. We can't help that. He was supposed to be on this next year's team. He was like, I can go now. Uh, this next year, so next year's class is already messed up because Gigi did the reclassifying late. I don't know what everybody saw in this number one ranked team, but we were trash 90% of the year. We had a six-game run, and people were surprised this team sucked. I was like, well, one major part left, and that was Brady Maddox. Uh, our three-point shooting was horrid this year, and Hubert Davis likes to play and shoot a lot of threes. We didn't have that this year, and we just couldn't make up for that. It is what it is. We ain't had the shooters we needed. Next year's class coming in, number one recruiting class. We got that boy Ian Jackson out of, what is it, Brooklyn, New York. Elliot Cadu, who's currently playing on the Sweden national team. And uh, Drake Powell, who just also moved up to a five-star. He's a local kid down there in North Carolina, down there somewhere. He just lost in his state title. But we got players coming in. Hugh just needs his shooters, but I don't know why everybody was surprised this team sucks, but I'll go into detail more about that on another day. Now, now tell them, Donovan, they can check out the Heels Have Eyes podcast. So you can go into great depth about all of that. Quick. Are you sure that yes, that sir. kid from Brooklyn is not going to uh, recommit to uh, Patino and St. John's? Uh, it's highly possible, but why go play at St. John's when he see the recruits that's coming in with his class that Hugh already got? that he's going to be playing with. I mean, does he really want to be by himself and stay at St. John's? I mean, what competition is he really going to get to play with? Gigi, I can understand when he transferred to the SEC. I was like, the SEC was kind of good this year. Overachieved, for real, than what I thought. But I don't really see him uh, decommitting as of yet. Rick could pull it off. 
um, Rick is uh, living rent free in the back of my mind right now. <laughs> hey, I'm right there with you, Donovan. Uh, Donovan, I appreciate you for calling into the show. Everybody who is listening or watching via Facebook, make sure you go check out the Heels Half Ass Podcast, all things North Carolina related, and also the Infinity Link Podcast, which is all things Philadelphia Eagles related. Which it's a short podcast because they, they, they ain't talking about nothing. The Eagles ain't did nothing. The Eagles ain't gonna do nothing. They lost the Super Bowl. Don't nobody care about them no more. But anyways, Don J, appreciate you calling in and everything you do for me, big dog. Yes, sir. Peace. Uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break here on Beyond the Game on WLXU 93.9 FM. When we come back, we'll talk a little NFL. Cam Newton, will he be on the NFL roster at the start of next season? Welcome back to Beyond the Game on WLXU 93.9 FM. We're going to get into a little NFL action. Cam Newton, who didn't play at all last season, has decided he wants to make a return to the NFL and is having a pro day at Auburn, right? Yes, sir. So my question to the guys is, do you see Cam Newton being on the NFL roster next season? Before I let y'all cook, I'm going to say, yeah, two reasons why. One is we saw a different circumstance. I get it. But we saw Deshaun Watson sit out a whole year and a half and come back and play in the NFL. We just seen Geno Smith get into a new system and actually came into a, a decent role. Yeah, got him a nice size contract. Absolutely. So if Deshaun Watson can come back and play after a year and a half and Geno Smith can go into a new system and be a halfway decent quarterback, why not Cam? Why can't Cam go to the Raiders? They got Jimmy Guwap. Is Jimmy Guwap that guy? So nope. why, why can't he go to the Raiders and compete for that job? The, the San Francisco 49ers ain't got a quarterback, so why can't he go compete for He's that from job? Atlanta. Why can't he go to Atlanta? Why can't he go for Atlanta? So my thought process is I believe he will be on an NFL roster, but I don't think he will be on one for long because I don't think he's going to like sitting behind somebody. Oh. But, Brew, what's your thoughts, man? Do you see Cam Newton being on the NFL roster next season? I think y'all brought up some good options. San Francisco, I think he could run that offense. Cam can still run. The question is, can Cam still throw accurately? Yes. And that looked like it was painful for him for two seasons. <laughs> we saw a video. He looked like he's got some arm strength. He don't have the arm he used to have, but he can still nah. throw about 40 yards at least. So right. I think Atlanta is a good fit. Yep. Uh, he's definitely very, better than Mariota. If he Desmond Mariota. Mariota's not there anymore. Well, he's not Desmond, there anymore. Ritter, yeah. Desmond Ritter's young. He can mentor him. I think they might let that happen. Uh, San Fran, I don't think they'll have a chance on him. Ozan brought up Baltimore. He would be a good backup there. Yeah, 100%. And I don't think it would really cause too much friction if they have Lamar because Lamar's clear-cut better than him. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I don't really see him going anywhere. I, and I don't think he would be uh, comfortable backing up anybody they have in um, Carolina. So, <laughs> well, real, real quick, Donovan said he wanted you to know, Brew. Coach K got executed by a rookie head coach. I'm just, a, I'm just a messenger, bro. I'm just a messenger over here. It's all good, man. <laughs> Blank man, he got swept by a rookie head coach, man. So it's all good. So y'all just returned the favor. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I got it. Oh, but uh, you, you talking about Deshaun Watson and uh, Geno Smith? And Geno Smith. The thing about those two guys, their skills hasn't haven't diminished. Yeah. Cam's skills has diminished yeah. from the time mm -hmm. he was playing at New England. He went back to Carolina. It's I get you. day and night. Yeah, and like we said during the commercial break, is he willing to go be a be a backup to try to compete? You know, say his mentality is not like that. So that that's my only thing with him. If he wants to be on a roster, he can be on a roster if he goes in wanting to be a backup at first. Mm -hmm. 
So what about Dallas? Back up Dak. Why not? Y'all like that backing up Dak? I don't. I don't. I don't like it. You know like why? It. Why is that? I don't like it. That's what I said. Why it's, not? It's already enough going on in Dallas, <laughs> and to add. Cam that to Dallas, that comes yeah, with. but, but with to, it. For, for me, that that benefits Cam because yeah. they want Dak to to sit down. So that Cam is like, I'm just waiting, just just waiting. Because just, soon, just waiting. I think if he waits, it's the thing. We've seen multiple backups just come in and be a backup, yeah. and they always get an opportunity. So. Injuries happen. Yeah, you know, yeah he's get an opportunity. Yeah. But he, that's the thing. He's not want to go. He wants to go <laughs> in to be QB one. Yeah, true. And there's. He can go play for the Bucks. Man, don't start. <laughs> you know what? He might. You know what? He, he actually can. You know I what? Baker 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 I, I just on, thought bro. about that. I was like, you know, we got Baker Mayfield. You know come what? On. He can come down there. But go ahead. <laughs> but like I said, man, we'll see after the draft where all these quarterbacks fall at in the draft, and then he can kind of make a decision on where he wants to go. Right. Because I'm sure I'm sure he had an opportunity to go be a backup in New Orleans last year, mm-hmm. but he chose not to go to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. So, you know. He wants to be a starter, and no one is going to give him that starting job to begin with. How old is he? 33? 33. Yeah, he's up there. 32. Especially in football year. Yeah, 32. He'll be 33. 33. As a quarterback. Yeah. What about you, Ralph? Man, can he come play for your Broncos? Y'all need a quarterback. I say he can be a backup, but, I mean, I think it's Y'all simple. need a starter. We do. I like, I like, no, I like, I like Ross. I, I think he'll be I better did. this year under too. Sean Payton and Sean Payton's <laughs> system. But I think it's simple. I think O said it. I think Daniel said it. You said it. If he goes in with the attitude – back up, I can win this job. He has many job offers out there. But if he goes in, I'm the starter, I'm Cam Newton, I refuse to back up anybody, then he will be in the same position he's been in this year, okay. not in the NFL. So then what's a realistic spot for him then? If, if, he, if he has thoughts of potentially being QB1, where is somebody? Where is somewhere? Because to me, I feel I like two teams. I feel like teams either have a young quarterback they're already trying to groom, or a veteran quarterback who is seasoned and is okay. I'll say two teams. Who? I like I like uh, O's. I like the Tampa team. Actually. I like O's answer when he said a backup in Baltimore, but I will say Atlanta and Washington. Well, I can see the Washington. Rivera, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can see. I can see that I because got, he's, he's got a relationship with Ron Rivera. When they was together, uh, Carolina. Do you think Eric Bieniemy can do something with him though? Because he's the OC now. Do you going from Pat Mahomes to, to Cam Newton? Yeah. That's a, that's a huge. But we we don't know how how dimensional skills yeah. are. How strong his arm, arm really is. is. Yeah, you know, ever since he's been in that car accident, it's gone downhill. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. The thing that knocks Cam is his accuracy. Yes, sir. So him being a, in a quote unquote prolific offense is not his strong suit. So he needs to go to an offense where they kind of run simplistic stuff to benefit Cam because you expecting Cam to hit somebody on a 15-yard out. That's not going to happen. Like He'll hit them <coughs> two out of seven. Yeah. <laughs> you know, his, his, game, his game has always been the deep ball and – Using his late intermediate, yeah, yeah. Intermediate, you know, yeah. and you know, what I'm saying being on time, hitting that, hitting that 15 yard out, going to the sideline, yeah, that ain't gonna happen. Yeah, it's, you, it's you, he, he, he'll hit him every once in a while. He that 2015 season, I think, is stuck in his head, and I think he don't realize, bro, you're not that MVP nah, cam no more. Nah. Like you, you, and um, go ahead. Boo. We don't know what he worked on this whole year. Hope this is all. <laughs> this is all that I can hope. We don't know and, what he worked if on. He comes to him with that attitude that he needs to be QB one. His whole thing. Oh, yeah. If you can be accurate from 20 yards or less, you can at least come in and play. Right. And then we saw that he, he deep ball's always been his thing. 
He hit that man on the money on this pro day. Uh, it was a little late, but yeah. he might have some rust. But I would hope that that's what he worked on his whole offseason because when he was in, in uh, New England, it was painful. It was painful. Bro. He struggled to throw the ball down the field. Watching him in New England was equivalent to Goo calling in his pain with UK getting put out. <laughs> that, that, that's what that is. So to to finish up the show real quick, guys, I'm gonna go through these matchups. Y'all tell me who wins going into the, to the Sweet 16 for the NCAA tournament. All right. So we got Alabama and San Diego State University. I'm gonna throw it around the room. Brew, go ahead. I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say Bama wins that. Go ahead, Brew. I'm going to say Bama, too. More offense. They both play D. I'm going to go Bama, though. Bama, oh. I like Bama. They're in my final four. Okay. Yeah. Same here. I like Bama. They're in the final four now. All right. So, we got the matchup of two smart teams. We got Creighton <laughs> and Princeton. I'm going to go the opposite way. I'm going to go with – I'm going to actually go with Princeton in this one. Go ahead, Ralph. Same here. Shout out to those uh, surgeons and <laughs> <laughs> everybody that got on that. If surgeons and future attorneys Absolutely. on that squad. Princeton all the way. Oh, who you got? Flipping the coin. Flipping the coin. Who we got? Came down to Creighton. Creighton, Ooh. okay. I'm rolling Creighton too. Creighton, okay, Creighton two, Jazz, man. two for two. So <laughs> back around the room, we got Tennessee in the East East region. We got Tennessee and Florida Atlantic. Brew, who you got? Tennessee and Florida Atlantic. Yeah, man, I like that kid for Florida Atlantic, no, but bro. I think they just gonna double him. I mm-hmm. think they, if it comes down to the point where he's cooking, they'll just double him. And I'm gonna have to go with Tennessee. Tennessee. In a close game, though. A Tennessee. Game. I'm gonna go with Tennessee as well. Oh, who you got? And the way Tennessee's playing right now, and the way they're roughing up people, like it's like a football team playing basketball right now. Mm. So I'm going Tennessee. Tennessee three. Tennessee. S E C. Oh Lord. Tennessee. I got to root for somebody. But anyway, what else I got? So the last matchup we got in the East Region, we got Kansas State, which is the UK Killers against Michigan State. Did y'all beat Michigan State? No. No, okay. But anyways, <laughs> Brew, throw it over to you. Kansas State versus Michigan State. Who you got in this match? Man, I like that guard for Kansas State, but they don't too. play enough players. Uh, even though they are the real Wildcats. They are. I'm going with Michigan State Spartans <laughs> because they got depth. And they just – everybody on the roster seems like they get some buckets. So, I'm going with Michigan State. Michigan State. I'm, I'm going to hold them before uh, – uh, This one's tough. I'm going to trust your judgment on this, Brew. This I'm going to go tough. Michigan State with you. Go ahead. H to the is oh okay, <laughs> hey, man. okay. <laughs> for real man. he's the best he's the best coach on that side X's and O's coming out of coming out of timeouts Izzo man got to go why, why doesn't Izzo get the credit he does I feel like Izzo is is for whatever reason he does more with less than any coach I've seen but one, he doesn't one get national title but mm-hmm. Cal got one I'm just but, but Cal brings in the superstar so quote unquote exactly. recruit so. That's uh, how he masks it. Yeah. Is that what it is? <laughs> Izzo brings in the blue-collar guys. Yeah. He doesn't bring in the flashy guys. He's bringing in the three- and four-year guys that's yeah, going to stay there. Yeah. yeah. Who you got? Kansas State, Michigan State matchup. This is a tough bro. one, honestly, man, but I, I'm going to go with Kansas State in this one. Kansas State? All right. So and we're going to go over to the Midwest region. We got number one, Houston versus University of Miami, who just knocked off Indiana. That's another <laughs> tough one, man. Ralph, who you got in this Houston-Miami matchup? Again, another tough one. Ah, man. I want to I pick Miami, but I think Houston's strong, man. It's hard to pick against Houston. They've been one of the top teams all year, so I'm going to go with Houston. Houston? Man, oh, we got an upset? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, but I, I like a guard from uh, Miami. Yes, man. Miami Him and Saps are going to go yeah, at it. Absolutely. Yeah, so I, I'm taking Houston. Houston, okay. Brew, who you got, big dog? So, Sasser, I did not watch the second game. He uh, <laughs> Did he play? He, yeah, he, he played, did he play. Played, he played. Oh, yeah. yeah. He okay. played decent. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, if he played, then, yeah, I'm going Houston. I know I know. Shell, he got Miami, and I trust Shell's judgment being but, a guard. But – 
the way that Houston plays defense. Absolutely. And, and Wong, he's good. He's much improved. But he picks up stupid fouls, fouls. even on the offensive end. He fouled out against Duke yeah, uh, yeah. in the ACC championship. He was uh, in foul yeah. trouble. Yeah. Not, well, last game he was in foul trouble. Yeah. So I'm going with Houston. Houston, Houston yeah. across the board. And so let's go to this. I knew he's got. That's why I didn't even want to do the matchup, man. So we got the last matchup in the Midwest region. We got Xavier versus that team from the South. Bruce, who, who you liking this matchup? That team from the South that wears orange. I didn't watch a lot of Texas this year, and I didn't watch a lot of Xavier. Texas was like up and down. They they beat some people you wouldn't think they were going to be. They lost. Xavier's playing good after not showing up in the tournament of the conference tournament. I'm going with. They struggled a little bit in that first game of the tournament this they year. Yeah, they struggled. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go on a limb and go with Texas. They are the two seed, but I'm gonna go with Texas. Okay. I don't know. That's a toss. That's up a to toss me. up. I'm, I'm gonna let you go last on this. Oh, since it's your <laughs> squad, who you got in this uh, Xavier Texas matchup, Ralph? Hey man, Big Twelve was tough this year. I'm going with Texas. You're going with go Texas. Longhorns. I'm going with Xavier just because O's here. Oh, <laughs> oh, go ahead. Give us your analysis on this game. I already know who you're picking. Marcus Carr's got to come and play ball, man. Yeah. He's got to hit free throws at the end of the game. Yeah. It, 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 you know S- simple as that. Simple as that. Serge Jabari Parker, man, he goes. The Zizou, how do you pronounce his name? Man, he he's killing it right now. So is that the transfer from Vandy? Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. him. I don't know why Cal didn't look at him. Yeah, for the same reason why we didn't look at Stackhouse and Vandy, oh. but that's neither, <laughs> nor that's neither here nor there. And, but what scares me is that guard play from Xavier, man. They they got two good guards down there, man, or up there. So, it, it, of course, I'm taking Texas, but course, it, it, yeah. it, it scares me. And it, it could be a two- or three-point game uh, either way. So, yeah. yeah. You got Texas in this matchup. Let's mm-hmm. go to the West region. We have the Arkansas Razorbacks, who just knocked off number one seed Kansas against UConn. Ralph, I'll throw it over to you first. Well, I go. I'm, I got Arkansas's matchup. But go ahead, Ralph, who you got? This one's for Moms, man. She's a real Arkansas fan, so I'm going for Arkansas. Shout-out to Moms. Arkansas's the pick for Ralph. Man, it's something about this UConn team, man. If you go back to think about when Shabazz Napier was there, mm-hmm. they got guard play even when um, your boy uh, uh, Walker. Yeah, Walker. Kimber. Kimber Walker was there. Man, it's just something about UConn right now, man. I'm, I'm feeling UConn sleep, right Sleeper Final Four yeah, pick? Yeah, Sleeper Final Four. By the way, okay. that UConn team beat UK. Still pissed about <laughs> Did they? Well, everybody beats UK in the tournament. But, uh, Bru, who, who you got? <laughs> um, I'm going with UConn, too. The UConn's tough, man. Yeah. They, they, you know, they had a few bumps in the rows on the way, but I think they were looking ahead, but... That UConn's tough. I'm going with them. Okay, so we split on that one. The last matchup of the tournament, we got Gonzaga and UCLA. Brew, I'm going to throw it over to you first. Well, for this one, I'm going to go with UCLA in this matchup. Brew, who I'm you got? UCLA, too. They they got two tough guards. One of them's a senior, of course, Hawk has. Uh, and they just play good D, man. And it's really been showing up in the tournament. I think they only give up like 58 points a game. Mm. Uh, I think they're going to fall victim to not playing nobody throughout the year. Drew Timmy, I know he's 25, but <laughs> he might Been kill. I think he's going to be the only one that shows up, really. That's all they got. Oh, who you got? I don't know, man. I like Gonzaga. Gonzaga has played play teams throughout the season. Texas got him, first and foremost. Yeah. Oh, God. Why, <laughs> why, why, why we got to circle back to Texas, man? Yeah. Bringing up old stuff. I know it, man. Season's over, man. What, what? Go ahead, O. No, but uh, I think I think really I really think it's this Gonzaga here. I have them in my final four. So, of course, I have to take. Gonzaga. I, I think the loss of that guard from UCLA, uh, yeah, uh, Redding is that his? Was I'm not uh, for sure. I know he, he's he was, talking he, about. He's a defensive. He would have been right a defensive now. player of the year. So 
them losing him, I think, could affect them. So I, I like Gonzaga. Ralph, real quick, who you got? Zags. Zags, and there it is. Well, we're going to wrap up tonight's show. We appreciate everybody who called in, tuned in, shared the show via Facebook Live. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe to the YouTube channel, KY Beyond the Game. Oh, appreciate you for sitting in with us. Yes, sir. And, of course, I got my BTG guys, Big Brew yes, and sir. Ralph in the building. This is your boy, Nephew Q, getting ready to get on the fat here. As always, we want you to treat somebody how you want somebody to treat your mama. We up at this thing, y'all. Peace. Peace. Solely those of the host and her guest. Welcome to Transactionality, a program that uses the transactional model of communication as a process to generate new social realities by giving people the opportunity to tell their own stories in their own voices. Our focus is on issues of interest to the LGBTQIA community. I'm Jana, your trans transactionalist host, and my pronouns are she and her. Today we're being joined by Dakota Compton. Dakota is a city commissioner in Plum Springs, Kentucky, a city located in the Bowling Green metropolitan area. Dakota's pronouns are he and him. At 29, he is Plum Springs' youngest and first openly gay city commissioner. He's also the founder of the first ever orchestra program at Warren East High School. For someone